Thanks for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a Smash Brothers Melee-centered podcast hosted by two power-ranked players in New York City, JD and Wasabi. And every week we talk about our journey, our experiences, and the lessons we've learned from competing in the best game ever made. If you support us, give us a follow on Twitter at SSB underscore wannabes with one E. There you'll find links to our Discord, our YouTube videos, as well as getting notified on whenever the new episode is up. Anyways, enjoy the show. This is the Wannabes Podcast, episode 31. My name is JD. This is Will. What's up, everyone? And we got a, we had quite a week, man. Um, I don't really know how to how to really introduce it, but I guess I'll just say, um, are you doing okay? Yeah. Um, I've been all right. Like, I know we couldn't record last week, but um, yeah, just a lot of adjustments. And I've been really feeling weird, especially with like my relationship with melee actually well we should say what happened yeah um so well last week i you know was walking home um and i like it was happening in the morning uh i just got jumped and like some dude sucker punched me in the back of my head and so i got concussed like mildly concussed i'm fine now but you know there's still some effects and i couldn't really play melee and i couldn't even go to east coast throwdown last week which is really disappointing yeah and um you took a few days off work are you back at work as of today yeah yeah no i went to work actually on friday i kind of jumped the gun a little too early and i didn't realize how drain it drained i would be i actually ended up sleeping for 12 hours that night from wow. nine to nine yeah so still a little bit fatigued but like no headache or or anything thankfully and i can look at screens now again but yeah, like that's definitely been that definitely like exacerbated on the issue. But I think like the overarching issue that I've been thinking about is that you know, and it, it it's it's good in one way and bad in another. Is um, I just have so much more to prioritize now. I think that like some of like my fears with like where I'm at with melee is starting to pop up again. Mm-hmm like um you know before like i had a you know i was working at msk and it was like it was a solid job but it wasn't one that i was like really emotionally invested to but since starting this new job and now that i'm like almost finished with onboarding and stuff like that i've been like putting a lot of my energy into not just the work i do but also like in also branching out and networking and building you know a new community at at work right not just with the smash club but you know just making new friends and stuff like that but um you know because of that like sort of as a byproduct you know it's more i'm juggling more stuff now and i'm noticing that uh i'm having a lot more trouble sort of reprioritizing my energy because it's just a such a big shift in yeah it's it's such a big shift in my priorities and everything like that you know like you know going from like just trying to do okay at your job and sort of riding it out versus like really being excited and trying to put your best foot forward 
is is super super different and like yeah. i love the new position but i think that like my my biggest fear is that like almost like adult life will sort of catch up to you and you won't be able to like play melee as much and you'll fall behind and it was like almost a perfect storm that i i really felt like some very real and like visceral sort of motions as i was also you know resting from the concussion and wasn't able to play and sort of have that outlet as well yeah it sounds like a tough week for sure i mean you said it was kind of like oncoming a little bit and then then you got assaulted and and that must have been jarring too just kind of do you feel like you were you were spiraling a little bit do you feel like you're grounded now and and you're just kind of at a new place and have a new perspective or how do you feel now yeah right now i'm like starting to be a little bit more grounded but overall i think that like i was like I mean, like, I even, like, pushed our podcast back, like, an hour because I was, like, actually still spiraling. So I guess I'm not so much grounded yet. And I think it was also exacerbated, like, with, like, I w- like today was finally going to be the day. I'm not going to say who I was supposed to play, but they unfortunately had to cancel. And I had, like, a super busy day, but today was, like, finally going to be the day where I was, like, okay, like, things can go back to normal. I can put, like, a good shift of, like, three, four hours of melee practice with someone and like I'm super excited for it. And like when that plan sort of fell through, I started spiraling because Man. like I also don't have time like any time else in the week to really do it. Um I was sort of I still need to set up netplay and like I hate working on the windows. I'm just not used to it. But I, I'm gonna do that tonight. And then but like yeah, like not having that and knowing that I'm like busy the other days and have like other important stuff that I wanna do, like I'm you know doing something with my college friends that who I haven't seen in a while on Thursday and then time with a girlfriend and then time to go to the gym. And then, um, you know, it's a bunch of stuff that I really like, this was supposed to be the day for melee and having that sort of taken away all of a sudden, like really caused this sort of like spiraling. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it sucks when, when plans go like that. And especially if it's like, you're already kind of um, sacrificing a lot just to, to kind of set up your week the way you wanted. Um, and then, yeah, that that's awful. So definitely get NetPlay up. <laughs> NetPlay yeah. is such an easy... I, I've actually been playing more NetPlay, and I would def, I'd definitely say it's a good way to like feel like you're doing something, just kind of get your hands moving at, at the bare minimum. Um, but it feels, like, it feels like you might be a little... Um, you might be a little hard on yourself right now. I would, I would suggest to kind of like zoom out a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's, it's at the end of a season, really um, we have a local again and whenever you're going to be able to go to that, that's going to be a really good opportunity to get your practice and get your experience, like your tournament experience back up. And I would say it's, it's really not, um, well, I don't know. I don't want to say your experience is not as bad as it as it feels, because that's what an mm-hmm. experience is, right? So, yeah, um, it, it's it's definitely a tough position to be in. Um, I'm just trying. I, I I don't know what to ask you to kind of set up a, a yeah, space yeah. for you to to figure this all out. I mean, wh- where do you think you're going to be going with this? Yeah, I so I think like 
I've been thinking about this a lot, like, over the weekend. I've had a lot of time to, like, think about it. And I've sort of come to, like, three conclusions of, like, where these feelings are sort of coming from, right? And they're all, you know, linked, but they're all a little bit different as well. And so I think the first one is actually, funny enough, you you brought up the new local. And, like, I've been going through that, like, every week since it started. But I think I have to go to it almost funny enough i have to go to it a little bit less especially because of the new job and of the new responsibilities i have um you know not having the full day off that i used to since i only used to work four days even though it was for 10 hours like you know having that that fifth extra day has been a little bit tougher Mm -hmm. but also because that's sort of where i found my rhythm you know my rhythm wasn't in going to tournaments every week and stuff like that you know it was about like going to tournaments like every two weeks and then like sometimes on the weekends and then or spectrum and then you know between that grinding out and like playing a lot of friendlies and having people over and and you know solo practicing what i need to work on and i think i felt that sort of slipping even before i got you know assaulted in the back of the head um (laughs) and i it's crazy me saying that but yeah like i think that you know going back to my roots in a sense like i already had that before this all happened and then i think the other two is one uh you know fear of sort of just honestly just general fear of change that like i had this really built and set routine that we've talked about like a ton of times like on this podcast you know and i think this is the first time where there's real change both change not just like force change but change that i i am welcoming right i really love my new job and i want to you know build my career out from it and and but as a result i do have to change sort of my my rhythm my patterns and my schedule for it yeah yep and and i think that's a big thing and seeing like for example the plans fall through today and knowing that like for the rest of the week, I'm sort of busy with other stuff that, you know, it sort of was that sort of existential dread that started causing me spiraling. And then the other thing I think, which is more like internal is, um, you know, I think the fear of being like, not knowing how to rest actually, like, you know, when I was resting in concussion and I couldn't go to East coast throwdown and so, you know, seeing my friend, you know, and we'll talk about it later, but like, seeing you know my friends do amazing at that tournament like you know really amazing at that tournament like sort of like it was a little bit of FOMO but also like I think generally I've drafted this sort of self-narrative where I am really hardworking, and I know that's like one of my best traits as a smash player or as a person really but I think when I feel like I'm not able to work the hardest among people that I, I I have a harder time just resting on like myself and my you know myself and my intuition and and stuff like that like the, I am able to be zen because I know I've put in you know I, I know that I've been practicing and I've been playing well and stuff like that but when I don't have that latter part then then that sort of self-confidence sort of falls through the gaps a little bit more too so how and does so, that how does that play out on on a day like Saturday when you had were you watching the tournament all day or were you 
trying to get your mind off it doing other things and then how did that kind of affect your emotions as the day went on yeah yeah um i mean i didn't really feel it until i looked at like sort of the tail end of the tournament i was actually um just relaxing uh during the day and then i saw like some little like you know theater play at night but once i saw like after like the dust settled on the results and stuff like that i think i like was then that's sort of where i felt the fomo where i was like man i wish i could have been at this event and i wish i could have like tried to do well at this event and push myself and like i don't want to be left behind by you know some of the players and stuff like that and it's i know it's a completely like reactive it's it's a reaction right it's 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 a it's a very strong reaction to something but i think that that was definitely the feeling i had like you know post east coast throwdown ending around like nine or ten ish and how about sunday uh yeah so then sunday i was able to digest it a little more and you know sort of understand my feelings a little more but generally the same sentiment of like all right like that happened like time to put in my work time to put in my shift to to keep the grind going sort of Mm -hmm. you know and i and i had such a hard time just resting right and it wasn't even like a laziness it was like i i just had to rest because i was mildly concussed yeah but it it like that definitely like that whole experience like being concussed like just definitely brought out i guess a lot of feelings i had with the game already but it just sort of like really put it under the spotlight yeah well i think um when we are completely unable to play or practice everything that we feel towards the game is kind of warped in a weird way Mm -hmm. where you know for me for a while it was just i all i had was playing by myself no local not traveling Mm -hmm. a lot and even though i kind of convinced myself it was good when you don't play especially in your position when you can't even touch the game you can't even look at a screen um you feel like everything that you're working towards is kind of seeping away much faster than it actually is where in reality it there's nothing to say that you're declining at all Mm -hmm. and just because you're not actively you know finding these four-hour sessions and just because today you weren't able to get in another session that doesn't mean that you're off track by any means it just means that we you wanted to put together didn't actually happen and in the short term like okay maybe you'll be less warm if you decide to go on wednesday or not or next wednesday whatever like there might be mild repercussions but in the long term it's really just an opportunity to reevaluate i think and so the the kind of stress and the would you say anxiety that you're feeling right now yeah yeah it's definitely like an anxiety or yeah it's definitely like an anxiety well, I think I think there's a way to look at this as an opportunity and as something you could work through and kind of take that as, okay, I need to understand where I'm at a little more. You did have to rest. Maybe you need to work on how you how you take your time off 
going forward, which is one of the best problems to have, Will. Like, really, if, if you're getting anxious not being able to work, that's a really good place to be because that means that your your initial reaction and your baseline is to, like, try to improve yourself and to get better and to, to keep pushing. So with that, I would say, you know, on a very, like, wide macro level, mm-hmm. you don't have much to worry about. But when it comes to the game itself, you could kind of craft your life however it works for you. I mean, it's just like you don't know what to do about melee because you can't afford it financially or because the closest tournament is two and a half hours away. It's like you get to craft your life however you need to. And it's kind of, you know, take it from me. It's, it's a, it's totally fine to have, you know, to have it just be this fourth, fifth priority. I mean, we talk about all the time, I'm not trying to say you don't have it well within your priority list, but, um, Obviously, if you feel like you need to slow down a little bit, just know that you're still going to be able to be on a path towards improvement, even though mm-hmm. you might have to kind of shift the way you actually put that work in. Yeah, and I think it's it's definitely the... Yeah, I definitely really like that idea. And one thing that sort of stood out is it, that I was thinking while you are talking was it, it's a lot of it is like this sort of it feels like this resistance to change, you know, that like, you know, you know, th- I think throughout like our podcast episodes and stuff like that, you know, Melee's always been like a, a very strong priority in the most sense, like almost like a uncontested, you know? And I think, you know, for the first time, like, and it wasn't like uncontested as in like, it was always my number one priority but it was very easy to make it my number one priority a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Right. And I think this is the first time where I'm experiencing that melee sometimes can't be my number one priority, not because I choose it not to be, but because it just can't, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't fit in the schedule, right? And that's the best way to put it. But, and I think it's sort of that fear, and, like, I've sort of built this very rigid like this system that works for me that worked with my old job right. that worked with my old priorities um and it was perfectly balanced and i think i have to like build it up again and 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 that change is sort of scary like and and it's also scary because like i've also noticed that i've been like dropping the ball like um funny enough i like like the last two drug fox lessons, I was late for one of them because I like totally forgot about it because I was like busy doing something else. And then the other one, I actually totally missed by accident, really embarrassedly. And I and obviously I apologize to Sammy for it, but I like missed it completely because I was also busy doing, you know, other things also. So like, it's like I'm definitely juggling more inherently, but I think that like. I'm scared that one of the balls that I'll drop is melee. And right. I think and I think that's sort of the the hardest thing to come to terms with. Well, it's hard. I like that. So I'm going to get super nitpicky and this might seem yeah. off track, but the Go juggling for analogy for me, it's like it's hard to 
because if you say you're juggling a lot of things, it's hard to lower the magnitude of mm-hmm. what you're, you know, within the analogy at least. Yeah. So let's rephrase it. How how would you phrase it? Um, I would say it's it's um like an RPG character where you get to put your stats into different things. Mm-hmm. You just need to take a little bit out of melee and put a little more into career, right? So mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of energy that you could actually put out. And mm-hmm. what's good about being a human and not an RPG character is that you can reevaluate every day, every second. You can kind of readjust. And so what I wanted to say before when you're talking about melee being a top priority is it, it, there's a way to kind of look at that priority list in a different way where you could look at your own well-being as your number one priority you could say my mental health is my number one priority or mm-hmm. my happiness and when you look at it that way then it's much easier to to readjust what goes where and what is a more you know i, I use this word all the time but it has to be a sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. and once you once you kind of show that okay it's not about because taking something from like your number one focus and and bumping it down a notch even just a little bit um feels like a huge decision it feels like okay i'm on course for this one thing but i can't do that anymore and there's a lot of dissonance in that decision making and it feels really really bad to take it down a notch for me there's a point where i was doing stand-up and i had to decide not to do it anymore or at least put mm-hmm. it on the back burner for a while and that decision really sucked. And I think what put me at ease was that if, if it ever made sense for me to do it again, and at this point, I know that it will be in my future at some point, it's just not yet that I could always readjust and I could always put it back in. And so the crazy thing about melee is that, I mean, we're at the point now where we know we're not going anywhere. Like we know we're going to show up to tournaments. We know we're going to get the itch again. We know that it's the best feeling in the world to improve and get wins and all these things. Mm -hmm. And so I think the way you need to look at it or just a way I would suggest would be to trust that you're going to keep it in your life, but just focus on it being in a healthy way or a way that makes sense at the moment. Because there's no saying that you're not going to get used to this job, be able to kind of squeak out more energy at the end of the day and then still get in those good practice sessions still be completely present for your lessons or grind early in the morning and so this is definitely a challenge to keep your momentum up within the game with this new job and new schedule but just because you need to readjust things now doesn't mean you can't put them back later i think back to the juggling thing it, it does really suck to feel like if you drop it it's gone and that's I think it's more a thing of like with melee, it usually happens more from burnout than anything else. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you really just push yourself over and over and over again and the only way to make it is to push through all the stress and the, the bullshit, um, then I think you're more at risk of losing it forever than you are if you just take a step back. You go, okay, what can I actually afford to do? What, what can actually make sense to me that I'm not constantly stressing about these things? 
And if that means like one weekly every other week and then a few practice sessions here or there and then a lesson when it makes sense, then then that could be your new life. As long as, as you say, you like this new job, like that's that's a huge blessing. And, you know, it doesn't you don't have to have everything going 100 at at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think if you just kind of give yourself a little more credit of where you stand and and the hard work that you inherently just what you've already proven to yourself that you want to do just trust that you know maybe you're in a slump right now and it'll just come back or maybe this new job is only hard in the beginning and all that stuff you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i definitely feel what you're saying I, i really like the other analogy of the rpg character and yeah i mean the thing is it doesn't feel like a slump it just feels like the approach the game has changed so then i should like my approach needs to change too yeah you know like i think i do need now like to actually practice in the mornings like and actually do like make a practice regimen so that's like gonna be my next funny enough i'm meeting with sammy tomorrow for another lesson but um that's that's gonna be the main topic is developing a practice regimen and like I think that it is doable. I think it's just like, it's just, I have to shift it, you know, like, and, and, you know, both reprioritize, but also refigure out my, my new schedule. Right. Like I, like, I think I was expecting it not to be as much of a change, but, and you're right. It is a blessing that I really like, like my job. Like I actually like hang it, you know, hanging out, like when I'm hanging out with my girlfriend or just hanging out, like, I, I like randomly thoughts come in my head and I'm like, fuck, like I really like my new job. Mm. And I think this is like a new feeling also. Like, I think I was very ambivalent with my old job where it was like, it felt more like a means to an end, but this one's like more of like a exciting adventure. Right. Yeah. And, and you're right. That is a blessing. I think that it's just that I realized, you know, within the last few weeks and then the concussion into the, you know pure outright resting don't do anything things and like sort of just exacerbated the the fear and the thought of like like you know like i need to really you know shift something around like shift things around for it to work out you know yeah man and and yeah i mean i definitely feel a lot better like finally talking to to you about it because like um but it's definitely been such a hard concept to to sort of conceptualize like in the moment like throughout the last few like throughout the last week i would say yeah man that's why we started this right it's like yeah there's complicated emotions involved with all this and you know you've been there for me when i i've been struggling and so it's just a matter of getting it out there you know saying things and seeing how it sounds back to you and you know hopefully i i said one thing in there that that makes some sense to you but all in all i I really do think you're in a good place um and it's okay to kind of put melee in the back burner i mean the summer's done like Mm -hmm. unless are you going to genesis um maybe i mean we'll see i mean i haven't really made the decisions on sort of my major endeavors with that i think i i would just want to keep improving my play more than anything and i think that will be 
you know, it will be indicative with the new logo and everything too. So yeah, I think we'll we'll just go from there. I think I also like was definitely before I started this new job, even though I was like stressed out finding the like a new job and stuff like that. Like was hitting a hot streak and like I, I'm definitely scared to to lose that, you know. Like, but I think I, I you're right. It's just like about trusting myself more and i think you're really honestly like if we're talking about like skills i think you're really good at that you know like on on the day or like on most days like you you have that like yeah like i can you know you you trust your instincts a lot on that and i think i have like a lot of internal problems with with trusting those instincts well this might be your opportunity yeah, I mean, to, but that's to yeah. Really own that skill, and a lot of it comes from me doing more mental work, like tangentially to melee than the actual focusing grinding of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, you know, it comes at a it comes at a price. Like I think I'm still, I'm not developing my actual melee skills as fast as other people. I've just realized now that netplay is actually pretty fun, and I've been playing more and more recently. So. That might be an opportunity to to like keep playing good and, and keep you know improving plus the locals has given me my my <clears throat> my drive back but i'm telling you man like just kind of use this as a as a learning experience to be like okay what do i what do i really need not as a player but as like a, a human being focus on that work on everything except melee and then realize that it's it's the best hobby in the world it's the best game ever you've put so much time into it it's not going anywhere you know and as long Mm -hmm. as you trust that you're gonna naturally you know treat it the way that you need to that there's no there's no need to to make it a grind i mean of course it is but you don't need to force you know brute force it into your life you know if if you have a square peg it doesn't need to go in the circle you know Mm mm-hmm yeah i definitely feel that yeah and yeah really i think i think like the two biggest things is the you're right i think that's the biggest thing is like i'm really i should really try to work on the thing that i'm most scared of also yeah you know we don't really talk about that as like a macro concept but i think that's like something that's really important in terms of because it's always easy to improve on the stuff that you want to improve on but this time I'm really faced with the challenge of working on something that I'm not necessarily really that great in, nor do I want to like work on it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're on a path. You're on the warrior's path. Like you work harder at this game than 99% of people, you know, that, that are trying to get good. And so it should feel a little strange when you get home from work and you're not, you know, doing the grind or, or whatever it is, but it, it could be a, a fun little experiment, maybe not fun, but maybe a healthy experiment to try to have a day where you don't touch the game, but still feel at peace with yourself. You know, if you had a good day at work, if you had, you know, a healthy meal or you exercised or any, anything else that, that can be considered good for you, maybe you journaled, mm-hmm. you know, at whatever you, yeah. can, if you could have a day where, you are at peace with what you did that day and you didn't practice, then that might be a really healthy kind of experiment. Mm 
Yeah, and not to feel worried that if I didn't practice, all my skill will be gone. You know. Yeah, that's not how to it trust works. that it will like still be there. Because yep. that that's the thing is it's grinding and working hard is like puts me at ease because it shows me where I'm at with the game. Yeah. But when I don't have that, suddenly then I lose my sense of where I'm at with the game, which is definitely what I felt this weekend. But, you know, that's something to, this is a really good opportunity to work on it. You're right. Because yeah, I feel bro. like you never lose sense where, you know, you don't lose sense of where you're at with the game. Even um, if you don't like touch the controller for a while. Not 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 entirely true. I definitely not entirely true, but better than than how I do it. I I would say it's one of my strengths, no doubt. Yeah, that's um, you you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's it's well, it definitely came through on Wednesday, man. Like yeah, actually, was, you want to just get to that? I mean, sure. Thank I'd you for <laughs> for letting me no dude, get all like, this out. But I definitely honestly, want to talk with you about Wednesday. Well. Great. If and just to cap it off, if, at any point, like I'm totally down to talk about any of this. You know that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's important that you know that I'm there for you. You got this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Wednesday, I fucking kick some ass, dude. I had a yeah, great you, tournament. You slayed it. I slayed it, brother. Um, yeah. So on Wednesday, the last um, Hex's nightclub, I beat. Uh, Barry Blaze, the homie, but um, yep, the homie, upstate homie. Yep, and then uh, Leighton into Slocks into Smuckers. Yeah, and then I lost to Rishi and Slocks in the run back for third at the local. Third, yeah, seated tenth. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, and um, I'm happy to say that I like fully enjoyed it. I'm not not a hard you know thing to say, but sometimes <laughs> you know you, you get these wins and you don't you know or one doesn't fully kind of embrace it or whatever but i was i was so happy dude it was it was great it was a great day and it was so funny too the the outside it was like pouring rain i had a Mm -hmm. shitty little umbrella that like didn't (laughs) go up all the way barely covered me my backpack was soaked my feet were soaked i had to like take my shoes off take my socks off and wring out my socks onto like some napkins oh yeah it that's was like, grody dude it was gross and so that was how i entered the tournament and you know i also just kind of went on a whim i wasn't expecting to go until you weren't able to and i took your spot yeah that's um, fair. but it was only 42 people got there assaulted. anyway yeah exactly so thank god yeah. for that guy yeah um but yeah kind of went last minute and um Played some friendlies. Um, I don't remember who I played friendlies with. Sorry, guy. But yeah, then the tournament was just really good. I mean, uh, Leighton. Here's the thing about the Leighton set, though, is he dropped some rests game one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if he didn't do that, I think he would have won the set because he won game two, then I won game three. Yeah, but that happens. And yeah. also his style lends to that, you know. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from myself, but um, as we saw on Saturday, Leighton is obviously like a killer, and so yeah, um, when I beat him, I was already like, "Fuck yeah!" Like this, uh, I'm having a good tournament, you know. And then I played mm-hmm. Slocks with like very little expectations, but I knew like one stock in. I'm like, because I took the first stock game one, and I was just like, "Yeah, all right, I'm playing good," and um, I'm not scared of him right now. And, you know, we're moving the same speed, so I just need to 
stay patient, don't bite, and punish well. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't do anything crazy. I just kind of played mm-hmm. my game, did did some, uh, you know, some tricky stuff, but nothing outside of my normal realm of ability. Mm-hmm. I was hitting my techs. I was hitting my, um, like, ledge dashes and all, all that stuff. I, I just, oh, man, I started drill grabbing recently like an actual good player yeah instead of just drill shining every time and uh that led to a lot too and then i double two stocked them nice and dude i was like i was thrilled you know not not a not a big punchline to that story but like beats locks I'm like fuck yeah all right then uh i'm in winner's court uh winner's semis mm-hmm. and i um I was you face your with... demon who smuckers yeah um yeah i guess so i beat i've beaten him once before i would say slox is more my demon than him so every time i've played slox in the past which is like three times i think he would like triple three stock me or just like obliterate me oh really so i didn't know that him yeah so i've beaten smuckers once before and have had absolute nail biters some other times um so i knew i had it in me and dude i played so good because Smuckers mm-hmm. was playing good, too. I mean, Slox kind of, like, slept on me a little bit, I think. Um, he stepped it up later in our in our, in our our second set. So I knew that, like, the first set, he didn't have all of it. But Smuckers was playing good, and I fucking beat him. And that was, like, the cherry on top. That was... I, I was euphoric. You know, obviously, that was the last win of the day. I played against Rishi, and I, I played pretty decently. But, like, he's just insane. Um... He just yeah, like Rishi's one touch. Tough. Yeah, what well, he's just like, I think I got him to one stock one game, got two stock the other two games or something. Like, I didn't do bad, mm-hmm. um, so I'm like proud of that. But after the Smucker set, I was like, I was just euphoric, and um, it was I mean, really when big... you make a run like that, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, dude. And so, obviously, like, there was a lot of thoughts, a good amount of emotion. It was more just like. It wasn't complicated emotions. You know, I, I knew how I felt was like pride, accomplishment, validation, happiness, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's a pretty, pretty simple little mixture going on. But um, whenever that happens, there's a, I've always had problems with um, my ego and making sure that I was not seeing the world in a warped way or that I got too full of myself or anything like that. So there was on the way home, I wrote a little bit just to my phone that I, I posted as a blog, like kind of just saying how it feels good and it should feel good. And it's just kind of validating everything that I've been kind of talking about and working on this past year, really. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really put put results to, like, the strategy of being at ease and being just just trying to fit this game in as best as it is, as best as it can be, rather, into your life. And it just felt really good to, like, to know that I have 30 episodes speaking with you, five with other people, of kind of talking about my strategy and, you know some part of me in all of those conversations was kind of leading myself on a little bit, trying to convince myself that I'm doing the right thing. Mm. 
when it's not necessarily like the popular mindset it's not really like mainstream to treat the game this way Mm -hmm. and then to have a tournament that's not counted for rankings where i got third it's a local like it's on monitors you know all these all these reasons to not be you know it's not the biggest deal in the world and it really isn't the biggest deal but realistically i was able to kind of can compartmentalize all of that and enjoy it for you know up until it was yeah enjoy it for what it was the next the days after i i kind of got waves of waves of it like in the shower or something i would just think of it and and smile again and i think now i'm kind of coming off that high and going into wednesday i'm i'm gonna try to get back into that mindset Mm -hmm. again but it just felt really good to know that i had that in me and that everything i was doing was at least correct on some level yeah i think like and you were messaging me the me the whole time too, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. But I think that like, I mean, first off, like, congrats, dude! Like, that is fucking awesome. Thank you. I think, like, really, um, yeah, because I haven't talked to you since then. Because you went came over to my apartment the night beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, like, I think that like those moments are really sp- special. It's like what we almost play for sometimes, you know. Yeah, And I think it's, you know, it's crazy to think that, like, that night, you know, a span of, what, three hours was, like, realistically, like, six months, eight months, almost a year in the making, really, right? Yeah. You know, and I think that's something really special. And, you know, I think, you know, we, we talked about it similar to, like, when, you know, I had a similar breakout with at at alien gang right at the other note local right with with mm-hmm. the moon and and layden layden always starts it that's what i'm telling you <laughs> uh yeah but layden and 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 panos and and losing to rishi also uh but i think that like looking back at it and like and knowing that feeling also like i think it's super special not just because of like what you did right but also like there's this idea of or this sort of surreal feeling of validation right but it's not a validation of like how many people messaged you from saying that you're sick but of like i can trust myself and like sort of sleep a little easier now for it and and correct me if i'm wrong but that's sort of like how i interpreted it also because i read your blog (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just kind of happy that, um, I mean, I think I, I, I'm happy that I'm able to articulate it, like in the moment to the best of my ability. That, um, mm. I've gotten to the point in my writing where, I feel comfortable just kind of starting, getting it out and just, because that was like I got on the bus and I wrote until I stepped into my house like on the on the sidewalk down i was like finishing my Mm -hmm. thoughts and stuff so that felt good too to know that whenever i have these moments i've developed my writing enough to be comfortable just kind of spitting it all out Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i I, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to really contextualize last week in in the long run i know Mm -hmm. that um the last time i had a big tournament it was um, three top players 
back to back to back ending with smuckers again you know that mm-hmm. was like a year and a half ago and that was yeah that yeah i remember up, that yeah and that ended up being the first time i got into um power ranking into um, i think it was tri-state slash new york city i don't remember what exactly it was but um that was a big moment too and that ended up being a lot so the the, the one thing that's really interesting about all this is that um you know these moments of glory are as you said kind of the reason why we play realistically mm-hmm. even from very early on beating someone who you weren't able to beat before for the first time at mm-hmm. any level feels incredible it's the yeah. best and i'm starting to realize i think that the that feeling is very similar to how i felt early on in my career when i you know, maybe at Syracuse made my first top eight or something, or um, just beat someone who I really respected as a good player, someone yeah. power ranked in their region. I, that feeling is very similar. Yeah, um, I'm getting shivers, honestly, like when you, you, know, when you said that. Because yeah, it goes that, back. that is thing. It goes back. It goes back to why we kept playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. But as we get better and better, it, it obviously gets harder and harder to do that, right? yeah and like you know i think it's it's different for sure but to have sort of that feeling of what got you into the game first you know what got you to keep coming back to keep practicing to keep putting in the hours i think is something super special and also something on top of that is like you know um that you could just like be in the moment for it too, right? Because mm-hmm. we always know that the moment doesn't last at all. But to just enjoy it, I think, and the ups and downs of you know, fighting Smokers and Socks and Layden, is is really there's like nothing more thrilling. Yeah, I mean the, I think, I I, I think back to, um defend the north where i had that um very subpar tournament Mm -hmm. and how strongly i felt that and i think that is very important that that moment ended up being very important i mean obviously it's really hard to tell at the moment then what it actually means Mm -hmm. because obviously like it sucked and i was actually like completely dumbfounded I, i couldn't think of any words i didn't know what to do i just ended up like leaving the venue you know like at that moment it was hard to really feel it but i think that gave insight to kind of where i am as a player and that is that if i can be that present for losses granted i wasn't present for the games which is kind of ironic but Mm -hmm. um if, if if i'm emotionally attached then and i'm emotionally attached for the wins that there's a lot more of this game to play and I'm doing the right thing. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, sh- if it feels that bad to lose, then you're still on the right path. Even if you, it feels like you're not. Mm. And I think if I ever have wins that don't feel as good, <clears throat> I, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a good tournament like that where I'm seeded, I outplace my seed by that much and not feel great about it. But anything where that's the case, like 
you shouldn't be doing that anymore. If, if you enter a tournament and you do great and it doesn't feel that good, I think that is a huge red flag of of kind of why you're doing this in the first place. Does that make sense? It's kind no, of a yeah, no. that makes kind of sense. a novel thought. Like I haven't really thought about this that much until just now, but I think it's important to kind of have this in the back of our heads. Like it, it's it's a good warning sign where if we lose and don't care then maybe we maybe it's time we we reevaluate same thing with well, winning but yeah well i think there's like they're they're tied together right like mm-hmm. i've always thought you know to know you need to have sadness you know to know what happiness is right as like a mm-hmm. barometer right yeah like just logically like how do you know if something like how do we know that like for example you know something tastes good if we haven't tasted you know something that's bad right mm-hmm. and like so same same thing with emotions and i think also you know then you could look into it and expand a little more that like you know when you know that you're frustrated with losses you know wins will feel good too cuz you're you're fighting for those right and even like i think that's like a inherent thing like that's like i remember mango even saying you know on his stream one time that like the day he he retires is the day that he you know gets like seventh and doesn't feel annoyed about it you know right and like he's like well you know i I still played well and stuff like that you know and i think that's 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 really a mark of a a competitor at heart right is that you know there there is that enjoyment of of facing the disappointment and then coming back at it you know in in a glorious fashion you know like you you know getting upset by two you know lower seeds that defend the north and then coming back to beat laden into slocks into smuckers you know yeah no it definitely um chokes me up a little bit to kind of to, to to still feel that competitive drive when I've, I've gone through moments where I felt like the only option was to take a step back and to focus on either commentary or content or, or anything besides playing. And it's just really cool to know that this local's back, the chance at glory is back, the chance at defeat and despair is back too. And, and that's kind of, you know, what we're all battling with. And, and that's what makes it so exciting is if I didn't have all those tournaments where, you know, because I don't have a crazy amount of bad tournaments. For the most part, I, I kind of place my seed. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mentioned this in the blog a little bit, where like, even placing your seed over and over and over and over again. It loses its feeling, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel great. And No, it doesn't. And so, kind of taking those two extremes, and obviously they stick out more than any tournament where I did fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of how that works, but... I think it's important to kind of keep this in my back pocket, keep the loss in my back pocket, understand how both of those felt and, and work off that. Um, I think it's really going to help, help me do better in the future and, and do whatever it takes to kind of stay in the game as long as possible. You know, mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, talk about wins, you know, before we get to, the questions, Shady, if you don't mind, I, I'd love to do our we, we, we have to give a week shout out well weekly shout out this week. Oh, you want to do that first? I was thinking so. And then we could yeah, we not? could head into the questions. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you did great. Don't get me wrong, JD. But we have, we have to give a shout out to Layden. I mean, the dude got second at the at a regional at Defend the North, double nope. eliminating Stango. Nope. Not the and door. beating Slocks. East Coast Throwdown. Shit, you're right. East Coast <laughs> Throwdown. How hard did that guy hit you? Yeah, clearly, clearly still recovering. <laughs> Sorry, but no, yeah, no, dude. no. That's that's a Layton, fumble on my part. Layton had an insane tournament, beating Stango twice, beating Slocks. Who else was in his bracket? You know, um, those were the main guys I saw. Right. He beat Stango in the pool, and then also. Yeah, I think those are the main ones. But also, yeah, you know, really playing well against Rishi, too. Oh, yeah, he put up a big fight. I saw a tweet that he, like, he missed one of the game, the last game. Um, He, like, got a rest off for some stupid reason. It didn't hit. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw that. It, it was some weird bummer. hitbox. No, Layton's out here, man. Like, he is he's ready to take kind of any tournament he enters, and he's proven that time after time. And so... It's really cool to kind of see him um, bounce back. I know at the last local, he lost to me in Dark Gen X. Two, two losses he wouldn't be super proud of. but Yeah, and um, before then, he was having a little rough of a time as well mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. Yeah, so it's really it's really cool for him to bounce back so strongly and, and take second and probably some some decent cash. He can go to his next major. Yeah, I mean, he with that, he might have a shot for top 100 honestly yeah no two stango wins slocks that's that's big yeah and and you know he's placed well like 25ths or 33rds for four regional i think he placed 25th for two regionals and then 33rd for two of them so consistent so i wouldn't be surprised if he gets top 100 i'd be really proud excited but not the most surprised yeah exactly yeah so shout outs again to layden yeah good shit uh we got some questions this week Finally, I know. We've been meaning yeah. to ask this. So, first off, you know, yeah. Thanks for okay. sending questions to us on our Discord. Yeah. Um, so, we'll start with Jada. Yeah. Um, so, the question is, how seriously do you take doubles? Do you practice anything specific for doubles? Or do you enter for warm-up slash just to have fun pushing buttons until single starts? Yo, I fucking love doubles. Oh. It's my favorite. I don't know if Will feels the same, but I could talk about doubles for for hours. Why don't you answer first then, JD? Yeah, man. Okay. Huge doubles fan. Um, And I think this kind of stems back from when I started. I started playing with chess in Oneonta when I went to college, and he was a big doubles fan too. And he just kind of like suckered me into it. We would always team. Having a static partner and having a static partner that's a sick peach player that's really good at doubles it kind of makes you fall in love with it. And so I've always just been, I think it's kind of conducive to my play style. I've always been seeking out like other uh, floaties to be my teammates. And really I just do the dumbest shit. I just try to move as fast as possible, get as many hits in just do my trickiness, you know, go on platforms and, and I just love playing it and, and competing and, that the the teammate aspect too is just like i always team with either someone who i think is really cool and i want to get to know better or you know most majors i team with my buddy pig nowadays Mm. and pig's like one of my best friends in the community like 
a day one homie. And so getting wins for your friend just feels way better than doing it solo. And so that's kind of how I feel. I don't think of it as a warm up. Um, you know, I love playing doubles, friendlies or doubles money matches. Just a huge, huge doubles fan. I'll, I'll play doubles at any at any point. Hit me up mm-hmm. next time you see me. I'll play some dubs. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. my answer. <laughs> nice. How about you, Will? Um, see, I like doubles, contrary to popular belief. I think the problem is, um, for me, not having a static partner. I, I you know, I, I never really had one, so it's always it was always really tough and you know doubles wasn't really big at nebs too contrary to you know g and dj nintendo's volume you know not a lot of people entered it so it it wasn't really big at uh where where i played melee but you know i think when i do play doubles i i don't treat it as just like a warm-up for pushing buttons though granted i do admit that sometimes joining doubles when you know that there will be not enough setups available is worth it to be able to warm up and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think as a, like just from a strictly strategic point, like if I know that like there are only like say five setups and they're running doubles first, I'll enter doubles so I can at least like keep moving around, you know, Word. Uh, but I think when I play doubles, I, I do take it seriously. Like we play doubles once at, an Aeon and you know I we took that you know very seriously you know yeah, and I think we did that, okay yeah we did all right but um it's just you know I think it's more so not having the stack partner you know doesn't you know I, I don't really play two doubles too often I think the the main thing that I always think about with doubles also is the idea of energy levels you know mm-hmm. where you, you you play and I think it's just like I don't think it's like one or the other. I think it's just learning to to play with it if you like doubles, you know, or if you have the static partner for doubles, you know? Absolutely. Like I think that's the toughest thing. Like when you play with pig and stuff like that, doubles gives you energy and can give you momentum into your singles play. And it yeah. has that for me too, like when I play, you know, when I the few times I've teamed with Young or Beerman or whoever, right? Like I think that that's it. And actually coincidentally enough just Jason's been hitting me up to static team with him. So I think that's going to be something in the in the future when we go to the same event. I'll probably team with Jason. But um, I think it doesn't necessarily sap your energy. But I think it's about being... It's a team event. So it's about being with the right people that sort of give you the energy. And almost like a power-up into singles. And I think a lot of players... You know, one team that comes to mind that I feel like always gets the, the doubles power-up is Kaon and Darktooth, you know? Yep, yep, yep. They do incredibly well in doubles, and they're not burnt out, you know, because they love each other, you know, they love they love doubles, they're, like, true homies, best friends, and... They do love each other, let's be real. They do love each other, let's be real, yeah. Um, and and so you, you see that, you know, kind of light a fire into their singles play, right? After getting, like, fifth at pound, or, or third at pound, or second at pound, I don't know. They placed really highly at pound, from what I remember. Um, but yeah, so I think it's like, if you like doubles and you have, you know, the people for it in the right company, then there's no reason not to take it seriously and be worried about like energy levels or anything like that. And, you know, I think the fun thing is there's always going to be double events. 
there's always going to be people that want to play doubles. So, you know, if you want to practice doubles or practice a specific team, then go for it. Facts, brother. Like, if I had a practice partner, I definitely would practice doubles. (laughs) It just sucks that Young hates doubles. I hear you, man. You just got a team with just Jason. I know, I know. I just got a team with just Jason. All right, next question, next question. We're almost out of time. Yes, yes, yes. You want to read it out loud again? Sure. This is from Andre. Um, They say, I've never been to a major, so what was your first experience like? Oh, boy. All right. Your first major was Pound 2016? Yeah, my first major was Pound 2016. Damn. How was that? Yeah, so it was funny. It was such an interesting event right coming from upstate where we don't get big events or anything like that and this especially on the east coast right there's not many big events and this was the first pound you have to think this was the first pound since like the early pound days right like there was like you know pound has didn't exist you know the year before that mm-hmm. and so it was super exciting and i remember driving to pound i think like eight hours by myself because I was so excited for Pound. Um, because no one in my college really wanted to go. And my friend that I was supposed to pick up in New Jersey uh, had to bail because he got sick. But um, Eight-hour drive by yourself. Oh yeah. My God. But then once I got there, it felt like like the promised land. Like It just <laughs> felt like the mecca of like so many things. And, you know, thinking back about it, like I met so many people that I still – talk to today you know like i met layden actually big kid uh for the first time we did some money matches there back when he was uh zeta um oh my God. you know i got advice from amsa like from from amsterdam the chic player and 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 it was super cool in that sense because you know you got to meet also the players that you like saw on screen that you watched that you studied and and i think that was like the coolest thing too but then on top of that being able to play them and say like hey i'm throwing down five dollars like are you down too you know and a lot of the time them being like yeah sure and i think that was super cool and it was like honestly like a weekend where you could just like geek out about this like melee thing and especially coming from like upstate where there's not a big scene in my college where it was mostly me that just geeked out about the game it was such an awesome experience yeah man i had a lot of similar experiences with like the mecca and all this stuff but it was um it was apex 2015 oh the classic that's that's the classic doc kid major yep and so that major was uh crazy because it literally people almost died like they had yeah. to sh- you know the uh, roof almost came down the original exactly and then we had to play it in two days instead of one at the, at the huge venue that was way too big for us but um it really felt like we were part of this community that felt so special, right? Where mm-hmm. you saw the doc, we watched like Apex 2014. I remember watching that and practicing for a year, trying to get good. And um, it was it was a really crazy experience. I think just because of how everything was going at the time, it was kind of peak it felt like the platinum era was like just getting its feet, you know, PPMD obviously winning the tournament and, and all the sets that we know today as being so legendary came from mm-hmm. that tournament and being there in person, the, the money match between Bizarro flame and Eichelman 
seeing mm-hmm. that live was insane and playing all the matches with people that I think I played like acts and doubles and something and it was like just the best experience ever we got like shredded you know all these things were mm-hmm. you know such a big deal at the time and I think without that tournament oh my god well alright so without that tournament I, I wouldn't have been playing this long so that's kind of how everything was set there so mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend going to your first tournament Andre I know you're from Hawaii it's not as not easy to make it happen but um trying to make it happen anyway there's a yeah, story go to a major tournament. that we're both going to we'll kick it yeah dude that'd be fun as hell yeah anyway yo okay so there is a snowstorm after this tournament right yeah yeah the class the, the story yeah yeah the Continue. legendary snowstorm and so the the east coast storm yep we yeah. were um, we had to get out of there the second the tournament ended. People were like sliding out of their, you know, parking spots and trying to, you know, get to their hotels, whatever. Mm-hmm. None of us had hotels. Um, we were staying at my house, but we weren't going to go back to my house. It was like 40 minutes away, the opposite direction of our school. Um, and we had to go all the way up back up to Leonta. So we had to go first to Jersey with like Newark, drop off um, Andrew AJT at his tour, at his um hotel room yeah we asked him to stay over he said no he didn't let us he's staying in a room by himself so we're like all right shit okay so we end up going to a parking garage in newark and sleeping in the parking garage overnight we woke up at like 6 a.m we went to bed at like 3 30 and then we started like the craziest like experience i've ever had so on the way back it was still storming. It mm-hmm. was still snowing in upstate New York. And we're in this dinky little, like, 1999, like, Buick. Just this shitty car yep. that had, like, no AC, had no aux. We were just dead silent, just trying to not die. Mm-hmm. And at one point, we're driving up this hill. And the car stops going. It doesn't go up the hill. Oh, we're, like, shit. an hour and a half out. We have, like, an eighth of our gas tank left. We're fucking panicking. And uh, Chess, he's driving the car. He's like, all right, we have to get out and push this car up the hill. And so Holy shit. He, he chooses me to stay in the car and be like a weight to stay in the front and like weigh down the car. Yeah. I don't know how much that makes sense. And like steer it. Mm-hmm. And him and um, Goodle Shoes are... And Dan Einhorn. Oh, my God. Dan was oh, there, man. too. Goodle Shoes. Goodle yeah. Shoes and... Um, and two percent milk. Yeah, and they're all just pushing. They're pushing the 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 car up the hill, and we made it. We like barely made it. We're like slipping and sliding, going back and forth. Like trucks are passing us. They're like, "Do you need help?" We're like, "I don't know. What do you What are you gonna do? Like push us? Like how are you gonna help us right now?" They're like, "Yeah, you're right." And like kept going. <laughs> so we finally. It's like a. It, it took like eight hours to get home. Yeah. It's like a it's like a three and a half hour drive. Um, we barely make it to a gas station. Our 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 phones are almost dead. We stopped charging them because we didn't want to. Wait, what do we do? We stop. Oh no, we stopped using the heat because we didn't want to run out of gas. That's what it was. That makes sense, but yeah. And um, our phones are like dying. Our parents are freaking out. They they don't know where we are. <sighs> and then it turns out um, our school was canceled, so we didn't even have to rush. Classes were canceled. Oh, but my God. 
but that yes definitely an experience definitely a um a tournament to to remember and a story that me and chess will, will tell anyone who asks to this day um and that's what my first major was wow well that's my story that's crazy anyway, yeah <laughs> so we're we're a bit over time um will i uh i hope you reach out if you want to talk at all yeah yeah i definitely will once i like i'll probably give you an update like in a few days once i like get a little bit more settled and like think about it a little bit more good um but with that i think we're uh, i think we're out of here yeah good shit again dude um i might come on wednesday i don't think i'm gonna enter because i'm also sending my controller back to typo to get it fully repaired gotcha gotcha uh some some pod stuff but you know i think i'll go to just chill and, and maybe play with my spare and stuff so i think i'll see you then work i'll see you soon yeah see you soon